This Could Get Dicey is an imperfect Dungeons & Dragons game, played imperfectly. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to This Could Get Dicey, a D&D podcast where a group of buds get to unwind from their 9 to 5s and step into the world of Drew Gala. My name is Destiny Nieto, I play Loomis Bjorn, and before things get a little too dicey, i just like to say it's a beautiful day to quit your job. Oh, fuck them. Get out of oh here. Like, get out of here. Bye. See you never. See you never. See you for, like, Couple more couple weeks, more. but then after that, Two more bye. Weeks and then see ya. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did that this week? Did you like stand on a desk and like fucking kick a computer or something real hard? <laughs> yeah. How'd like, you know? That's exactly what I did. <laughs> no, I um, actually cried to my boss saying, <laughs> I was like, I'm leaving. Goodbye. Um, but yeah. Big, big, Congra- big week. Well, congrats. Con- yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. Or, I'm sorry, whichever one. <laughs> Uh, I think more congratulations. Ask me All again right. in like a month when I don't, because I still don't really have anything lined up. Um, sure. You know, yep, my yep. beautiful day might be a little more somber in sure. a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or happy. See we'll a, see. Yeah. A sharp uptick in Destiny's messages in the Discord. Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce quit her job. Destiny quit her job. Quit your job, motherfucker. <laughs> we here at This Could Get Dicey condone having a steady income <laughs> and quitting yeah, yeah, when yeah. it doesn't work out anymore. and quitting when it doesn't work out but then, yeah but don't just quit your job because alex said so and compared it to beyonce <laughs> oh that's why i did it beyonce said it first beyonce <laughs> god damn it <laughs> hi there my name is alex Villarreal. i play ellis vendove and it's a beautiful day to put something together and only get frustrated with yourself a little bit. What were you putting together? Was it IKEA house. furniture? Is it IKEA stuff? Look, I uh, it wasn't IKEA furniture, but I do have a fucking big beef with the Swedes on that one. If you're <laughs> going to fucking make an instruction manual, can you just write out sentences instead of being like happy face and sad face? That's dumb. Um I, I think IKEA instruction manuals, well, albeit their furniture is easy to put together. The instruction manuals are dumb, but I was putting together a little um, garden plant thing that I got, um, and it was just, you know how it goes when you put something together, and sometimes you get real mad at yourself. Absolutely. I've cried putting together an IKEA bookshelf. <laughs> I was like already having like a really bad day, and then I was went. I was like, well, I guess I'll like put. I don't know. If, oh, this is when we lived together, Destiny. But I don't know where you guys were. At. This is when I would just like hide in my room and like be Aww. very sad. <laughs> Things are coming forward from like four years oh, ago. Oh man, I'm so sorry, Becky. No, no. Or and congratulations. I, it's yeah. better now. So congratulations. But yeah. yeah, I was I like was crying putting together the classic Billy bookshelf from ikea really simple bookshelf but boy it got me good we we got like a coffee table and we got 
I don't know, like a fifth of the way into it and like hit a hard wall with like, I don't know how to advance past this point. I had to go sit in another room for a little while. And then we didn't touch the coffee table for like (laughs) three days. And then Olivia just like, was just like, hey, I put it together. I fixed it. I got to get it out. I was just like, thank God. (laughs) Oh, good. Oh, good. Hello. I'm Kenny Chilton and I'm playing Emil Mazak. And it's a beautiful day. To watch ten new episodes of Bluey. Hell, did I, might? Yes, Hell they're yeah. so good. I'm so glad I got away free. Destiny, I, I told the other two before I thought you were gonna take this one, and I was just gonna be like, <laughs> No, I was so excited about quitting my job. I was going to say that, but I was like, No, this is this is a little more <laughs> you, exciting for me. I was gonna do that them? one next episode. <laughs> <laughs> did you now I can't. Now new... I gotta think of something. Yeah, else. you gotta think of something else. Did you watch the new episodes though? Yes, I did. I watched them all. So I thought good. I thought it was great. I thought the latter half of great. season three was way better than the first half. I'll say. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. There's some deep stuff in there, y'all. There, like, I yeah. cried almost every episode. <laughs> really Sounds like stuff. we need to have another barbecue at Destiny and David so we can put Bluey on the projector for three hours straight and watch them. Yeah, the B in barbecue stands for Bluey, by the way. Um, <laughs> what's what's what was the 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 the, the what? was the best moral you learned there was one in which uh, a character that is not one of the main characters is dealing with some childhood trauma um some like very like very real trauma of like being lost and it's manifesting in a game that's like not related to oh uh, it's about like a black hole and they think back to like being lost and after going through a slide and it's just it's like real deep it's, <laughs> and we had to yeah. like google it to figure out what was going on it's like same here i was like so i'm intense. feeling a lot of emotions but i want to know exactly what <laughs> let me google what the meaning of this episode is y'all that's that's a children's that's children's programming at its peak is when the kids are like i love it and we're googling what does this mean for me i got kind of <laughs> triggered with you just explaining it so what a great show. Hey, everyone, go to therapy if you can. And if you can't, just watch Bluey. <laughs> That's true, too. Hello, my name is Becky Schmader. I am the game master for This Could Get Dicey. And it's a beautiful day to go to your local game store or, like, hobby store and get inspired by paints and buy paints for your miniatures. Get out there. Get out there. But Support your local gonna... stores. Yeah. We should go um, play have... in, like, a local store. We should hey. go. I mean, like, oh. maybe we bring a microphone and see what happens. I don't know. We should see. <laughs> We're doing a live show. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> let us know when this episode comes out. Everyone, let us know on Instagram if you want us to do a live show uh, at your local game store. That'd be fun. <laughs> we can go to, like, Schmagenschmer or Schmamuki Games <laughs> or any, you know, any any game store. <laughs> Just to name a few. Schmarns uh, <laughs> and Noble. Schmess, Schmai, Schmalmart. Nobody asked what paint colors I got, but I'll you know oh, what paint colors you get. What paint colors you get? We hijacked this. I got. Oh, you have them ready. Let's see. I have them ready. I got pine green. I haven't actually used this one yet. Pine green. I haven't used this brand yet either. It's from Reaper Paints, which is I think a Texas brand because they put a little Texas on the bottle. So either it's really great marketing and branding and they got me good sponsor or, or they're texas 
local, um, but I've heard they're very good. And then I really like ve uh, Viejo paints, and I got orange brown. That's These a good looking color. Good. Wait, hold that got, one up again. Okay, yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice? Describe oh, the color like, for our audio listeners. You're so right. Okay, yeah. so pine green is like the green on a pine tree. Nailed it. Orange brown is kind of like if you look at like a pumpkin, like burnt orange from the University of Texas. Hook 'em, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. But also, if you uh, are from our other countries that listen to this and don't know what the, that <laughs> university is, uh, everyone knows what it is. Yeah. If you think about a pumpkin and when you like put the pumpkin down and then there's like a shadow on the bottom of the pumpkin, it's that color. Okay. Oh yeah. I got more colors, but that's those are the ones that are in front of me. So are those are those gonna be like more terrain focused? Do you think? No. 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 Okay. I just assumed they were no. just because of the pine and the orange. No, these. So that's the other thing with terrain building, which is something I've gotten into, listeners at home, which you can see on the Instagram and TikTok. Uh, the these p paints are too expensive to use. Like you should. These are too mm. expensive for terrain because it's. I mean, like this is. It's not a very big like, bottle. Yeah, it's like two ounces of paint. No, it's probably not even like half an ounce of paint. I don't know sizes of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for like terrain, you can use like Apple Barrel um, craft paint and stuff like that. So it's a lot cheaper. It's like a dollar for a bottle, not like three dollars mm -hmm. a bottle. I should I should have told you to raid all of our paint while you were here. We have a bunch of Apple Barrel paint that we're not going to use all of. Okay, we'll bring it. <clears throat> oh yeah. To my birthday party. party. Yeah, for sure. All right. And with that, welcome to episode 20. All right. Five minutes into the episode, at least. But welcome to episode 20, everyone. Last we left off, our adventurers delved even further into the mysterious Collector's Chateau. They defeated the mechanical Minotaur and headed up a lift to the second floor of the chateau. There, they, greeted, they were greeted by animated suits of armor that seemed to react to the paint on Emil's hands. And past the suits of armor, they find themselves looking into a large room with torches flickering to life to reveal uh, this, this very, very large room. Um, you're peering into this room, the torches are springing to life, and a hologram once again reveals itself. It's been a minute, but the hologram has come, come to life again. You have made it to my most prized room, my room of knowledge gained. Will you find what you're looking for here? And then the hologram fades again. Um, this room appears to be that of a research lab, a library, and a museum almost. This room is why this man is considered a collector. Skeletons of humans hang on stands around the room. You spot little skeletons of creatures you've never seen before. Above you, the skeleton of a giant eagle hangs from the ceiling. Glass containers with creatures, organs, plant matter all suspended within. Some of the glass containers are small, like mason jars, and some are enormous, large enough to hold a humanoid. And you see a few of them even are holding like humanoid-like figures. Books, there are so many books, floor-to-ceiling bookcases, there are loose papers and rolled maps wedged into whatever spaces they can fit in within the filled shelves, maps framed and hung on the walls. This room is overwhelming and large, and it's hard to take it all in at once. Would you say that the, the, like, the vibes overall, especially seeing these mason jars, large mason jars, is like, is, is it creepy or is it like 
Is it like is it like neon green? Ooh, spooky laboratory, or is it just like a, almost like a a crazy antique store slash library? Uh, go ahead and do sort of like an, a perception check as you're as you're looking around to kind of get a better vibe check. Fifteen. It's kind of a mixture of both. Like it's you know how sometimes at museums you they show you that area where it's like kind of like ooh this is what the museum doc scientists and people with doctorate degrees are doing back here and it you know it kind of looks like a little lab where they're like cleaning skeletons and fossils and stuff it's kind of that and then it's kind of you start looking a little bit closer at some of these jars and you're like oh that's like a hand you know or like oh that's like a heart from a creature sort of floating in liquid and so it's definitely a mixture of a little cool this is just scientific and a little like madman kind of running amok did you say if or if you didn't can i make some sort of check to see if the creatures things both in the small and the large jars if you will are they all do they all look similar in the sense they're from the same thing are they all different from one another especially the larger things are is it all different types of humanoids and to add to and to add to that are are they dead or alive everything's definitely dead everything's definitely dead but why everyone as you're kind of looking around the room go ahead and do uh, an investigation check 22 12 21 you all see at first like you're all interested by these very large glass human-sized containers filled with greenish yellow liquid you take a closer look in one there appears to be a humanoid This humanoid has a twisted form with arms that are no longer human or perhaps even flesh. What would be forearms and hands have turned into branches or roots that extend outward. Their body is covered in rough bark-like patches. Their face is twisted into a grimace as their head has begun to deform into almost a carving within a tree. Uh, Emil is... He takes off the the torn remains of his jacket um, and is using it to, like try and clean this jar off to try and get a better view and he's like are you are you do you all see this are you seeing what i'm seeing i mean it looks like a it looks like a kind of like a mega version of, of you i mean it doesn't look like you but like the, the 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 shit you do it looks like it looks like that voodoo that you do uh, i uh Emil starts banging on the glass like knocking on it hello in there are you, can you hear me it's clearly dead it is clearly dead, but Emil, as you're sort of banging on the glass, you the sense of like desperation is coming over you for answers. And this person is of your blood. This person was ailing from what is ailing you. You imagine that one day you'll look like this if you live long enough to see it. I imagine you find yourself lost for a moment, forgetting your can- companions beside you, your world becoming filled with the glow of this green liquid that this person is suspended within. You're brought back to that dream you had not long ago of what you imagined was yourself stuck within a yard, twisted and gnarled, and a monument of your memory for your family. Uh, I turn back to the other two. This whole thing has not been fun at all, of course. Like ten minutes ago, I almost died. I was bleeding out in that room with the minotaur. And, and I'm not I'm not used to life happening to me. I'm used to really making things happen in my life. 
and this is what's coming for me. And I point up at the figure in the in the glass. This is what's coming for me. And the longer I'm away from home, the more I realize there's lots out there coming for me. Intentionally or not. If I die out here, or if I turn into a tree, I need someone. I hope we have enough trust for me to tell you this. I need someone to be able to take care of the people I I know with love in Venzor. I, my associates at work, uh, I have a wife, um, and I have two daughters, and, and they are currently running Venzor's Varieties. Uh, and they're very good at it. Um, my wife is, is the real brains of the operation anyway. Um, and, uh, if anything happens here, <clears throat> sorry, um, if anything happens here, I need you to tell me that you'll at least get word to them uh, that I, I was doing something worthwhile. And I just turn away from them and look back into the, the glass looking at this individual um, to compare their progression to my recent progression where my my kind of joints have gotten a little stiffer and my, my veins have become a little more pronounced and my knuckles and things like that. <clears throat> I get, you know, it's just very clear that they are. Uh, I'm progressing towards whatever this is and uh, I think I, I, I'm stopped. I'm not looking at the room anymore. I'm just looking at this figure studying them. Possibly even sketching what I see. I think I give, um, like, a meal, like, a moment to, like, kind of, like, just, like, a little silence to, like, kind of, kind of for all this kind of process what he just said. And I think I turn to Loomis and give Loomis kind of, like, a knowing nod. Yeah, Loomis looks at Ellis and, you know, typically he's quiet still, but just acknowledges the nod and does the same um i mean emil this is coming from someone that's pretty depressed down in the dumps often i don't think you should immediately think that before leaving here you're gonna end up like that it kind of seems like this collector has a sick mind of his own who knows if death is what's going to happen to you for all we know the collector could have expedited this whatever it is just to collect speaking of and I'll speak up kind of out loud to the room if you're here it now be a great time to introduce yourself and we're pretty nice people. I'd love to get to know you. Otherwise, things are going to start smashing in here. And I'll turn my arms into roots. You hear a sound coming from... This This is a pretty big room. I mean, probably at least like 50 feet in length. And you hear something come from the other side. A familiar mechanical rattling sound as God one damn of it. those... <laughs> Mechanical humanoids comes up to you all from the far side of the room. Um, you see that there was a door that it was standing beside, kind of like through the shelves. You're able to, to make that out. 
Good day, guests. Welcome to the collector's home. Apologies for not greeting you earlier. My job is to be the attendant here within the laboratory. You have made it far. This pleases the master. He would like, most likely want to meet you all. Clever people to get this far. However, the collector only likes to see those willing to offer up something to stay here in the laboratory. You're saying laboratory? Does does your master do like experiments in here or? Uh, oh yes, and uh, you're kind of looking around a little bit more now that they mentioned laboratory, and you see that there's a workbench, um, that there's a hollow metal orb like a cage. It has intricately woven designs on the outside. And within it, you can see that there's a little bit of red matter suspended within a glass orb inside of the cage. The red matter pulses a little, similar to how the plant matter does that you've seen before uh, that you collected for Daniel Stravich. Um, it's being held up on this little metal armature, armatures with a magnifying glass in front of it. Beside it are notes written in an arcane text um, that you can kind of see from, you know, it's about like 10 feet away from you. You also can see that there does appear to be a glass container that does hold some of that plant matter that you uh, gave to Daniel Stravich as well. Oh, the one that's the crazy growing one? Yeah, the crazy growing oh, shit. stuff. Uh, but yet then the, the attendant speaks up. Yes, the master uh, does many experiments in here and... Uh, this is a chateau and laboratory, but collector's laboratory doesn't roll off the tongue so easily. Ha ha ha. You don't have a tongue. Um. <laughs> oh. Who? Who owns this place? The master. <sighs> so if we want to talk to the master, um, right now we have to like give you something, like a token or something. The master likes uh, to have knowledge gained from his guests. Shit. I start, like, kind of rummaging through my, like, bag, and I'm like, y'all, I don't... I don't have a lot of shit. Does it have to be something we each give or something we collectively give? Mm, it depends on the quality of the knowledge. I can tell your master more about this, and I... Tap on the glass with the the, hmm. the figure inside. This would please the master, I think. But it's it's all of us or nothing. If you're displeased with this bargaining and the offer I have presented so far, I will have to call upon the super emergency sword. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanical humanoid points at a very large glass case with a very large mechanical humanoid inside of it. You haven't seen this before. Usually the glass cases only have a sword inside of it. This one has an operator for the sword. You can assume it has a great sword. Um... In this case, I do not wield the emergency sword, but my friend who was created to wield the emergency sword will join us. I, I'm not dissatisfied. <clears throat> I understand wanting to collect more. I mean, I think what we have to offer about this condition, and I point at the glass, I have information from some of the best libraries in Mistfall. I have first-hand experience with what this whole situation is, 
these two have first-hand experience with it, have received the benefits of my affliction. And I hold up my roots. Uh, I think that could be a valuable bit of information for your collector to add to their chateau. I believe this bargaining is above me. I will be right back. And it leaves to go back to the door that it came or was like standing outside of. And you hear it kind of like banging on the door a little bit. As, as it goes away, can I turn to the party and whisper, we should be looking for a book in here, right? Aren't we supposed to be trying to find something? Yeah, we really should be kind of like checking to see. If, I mean, like we're looking for a book and I see a lot of fucking books around here. Yeah, as the robot or mechanical humanoid excuse me we don't know what robots are (laughs) can i quickly just like sneak around to see if there is a book a book shelf bookcase potentially a book in a like glass case that's kind of where i imagine this tome to be around sure let's do we're gonna do a couple checks i think here first now that you all have spent all this time in the collector's chateau you've now been in this laboratory why doesn't everyone do sort of like an insight check to see if you can maybe piece together like what this tome may be supposed to have inside of it or like what you maybe are looking for more specifically 17 ocho (laughs) 18 loomis and emil i think both of you with your previously high investigation roles looking around the room, these mechanical humanoids being strange creatures or constructs or whatever, you're seeing, you know, this plant matter, you're seeing the something similar and red to this plant matter inside that orb. You're guessing this tome has something to do with like maybe the creation of these humanoids or the creation of like some sort of um, like energy source to like make constructs better you know think something like along those lines like you're noticing there's been like a lot of constructs in this house a lot of these strange mechanical humanoids so you're guessing the tome has something to do with that with this known go ahead and roll an investigation check to look around um for that anyone who wants to participate in that i hope the book has uh words and not pictures in it if it's instructions on how to build like oh. a construct i hope it's more like explanatory than just I happy see. face and stuff it's not bringing it back to Swedish ikea people. <laughs> is it investigation yes investigation nine 17 19 loomis you're able to you kind of make your way sort of following behind the mechanical humanoid a little bit to the area um where that orb was and you see that there was notes to the side of it the notes appear to be in like this strange arcane text you've never really seen it before Uh, it's in a language that like you can't really understand or decipher Um, but kind of parsing through there's like a couple images and you can tell that this was probably some sort of um, energy source of some sort this isn't this isn't really a tome it's like a small stack of notes it's maybe connected to the tome you're looking for, but looking around the whole room, there does not appear to be, like, there's nothing in the glass container of, like, this is a special book. There's not, not like, specially embellished books or anything. There doesn't appear to be a, a, a tome anywhere, but these notes might be, like, if you weren't able to find the tome, like, maybe this would be sufficient. Consolation prize. A consolation prize, yes, that was the word I was looking for. Gotcha. And it's near us, or am I clocking You're like, it from a couple... 
you're like 10 15 feet away from Emil and ellis and then the mechanical humanoids like 40 feet away from y'all so it doesn't see it's like its back is towards us right yeah its back is towards you it seems uh kind of just banging on that door a little bit still can i look at the super robot to see if it's awake (laughs) if it's like watching us or if anyone's watching this happen no one is watching you okay. all uh, that you can tell the the emergency the super emergency sword it, it still seems to be in its off state behind the glass your uh new sending stone activates you hear my voice through it <laughs> okay they say you're good to steal the book if you see it no one's watching you you, you have to say it over oh, over <laughs> done talking over 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 okay. i just <laughs> Uh, Loomis turns around and just looks at them like, duh, no fucking shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Loomis would like to, if there is time, while this uh, mechanical humanoid has its back turned to them, quietly grab their uh, notebook journal that they have, rip the same amount of paper, pieces of paper from it, and Indiana Jones style. Swap it. Swap it. (laughs) Cool. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand. Excellent. <laughs> that would be a 19. Okay. Yeah. Flawlessly are able to quietly and quickly tear a paper out, swap it with the, the new notes that you get, and the mechanical humanoid is still kind of like tapping on the door like faster please answer i have a question for you <laughs> yes yeah, so, so loomis will put the pe- the pages that they took in their journal put it back in their backpack i think they have a backpack pouch whatever where it was and then slink back into where the rest of the group is so smooth you all you're back with the group. You all wait like another, the, the banging on the door stops. And then about like a minute later, the mechanical humanoid comes back. You all have very much intrigued the master. And he would like to see you all now in his office. That's what I like to hear. We are, we are, we are humbled that he will um, grace us with his presence. Um... Please, lead, lead us on to him. Come with me, please. And it ricketedly moves across the office to the door that it was banging on. Um, Ellis, uh, or, or I guess uh, Loomis too, as well rocking. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty beat up still. Uh, and if this, gets, if this gets violent, I, I don't know how um, helpful I'm going to be. I don't have much health left and I have... I, I am tapped out of everything. Um, I have, I literally have probably um, the smallest amount of juice I can possibly okay. have left in the tank. Let's just save that it, I, I think. Let's just save it. I'm, sa- I'm saving it for the rainiest of days I, until I can take <laughs> a long nap. Should I drink this health potion? Maybe hold on. I, how are you? How are you doing on a scale of one to a maximum number of, you know, health points? One might say. <laughs> I'm sitting around fifty percent, but no way oh. to heal myself anymore. Okay, I mean fifty percent's better than I thought. Um, you were. Um, Am I being alarmist? Your... I, I'm probably okay. All right, I think I'll be okay. 
I'm just a little. No, 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 no. It's it's good to check in. I mean, like I'm 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 lower than I'd like to be right now, but um, Loomis, are you are you? I'm in the same boat as Emil. I'm about fifty percent where I'd ideally like to be, but I I have a few things I could do to continue to beef myself up, if you will. Yeah, if the magic, if the the magic I have inside of me was divided up into slots, uh, I would have one of my lowest levels of them slots left. So we're ready to go. The you all were kind of like whispering and lingering, and the mechanical humanoids at the door. Please hurry up! I'll just take one last <laughs> look at that that glass, that floating tree person. Was there only one, or were there multiple? There was only one. Okay. Yeah, I'll just take one last look before we go. Yeah, you your eyes linger a little bit, and as you know, you're almost kind of walking backwards as you're looking at it. You all make it to the door, and you're at the threshold. Uh, looking in, you can see that there's a halfling man with red hair sitting behind a desk. Um, behind him is sort of a, a large bay window that looks down into the woods that you all entered into. Um, Beside him, kind of surrounding him at the desk, are these pipes that sort of wind down from different parts of the ceiling. And at the end of them are funnels with glass orbs embedded into them. As if they were like periscopes or, or you know, ways for him oh. to kind of see around the house. <laughs> or you describing a bong. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's got like 20 bongs it's around him. You open the door and it just fucking smoke hits us. He's like, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Sorry about all you like the fuzz. My, you, like my, you like my fucking house, bro? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, there are ways for him to spy and speak to people around the house. Uh, the mechanical humanoids, please come into the office. We got it. You all enter into the office. The mechanical humanoid stays outside. The door behind you closes. And you all are in the office with... Um, who you assume to be the collector the collector kind of turns around in his chair welcome welcome it's been a pleasure to view you all making your way up to me now you and he points at ellis how did you come to be company with these two peculiar individuals a vampire and another who seems to have a rare mutation i mean i got secrets too I'm Ellis. I'm Ellis, by the way. I'm I'm special too. <laughs> okay. The most I, I insecure be, answer you could give. I, I might be a bit. I might be a bit. Um. I'm sorry, tell me, no, of, please tell me your secrets, Ellis. I, I I usually I usually come on pretty strong in my introductions, but. Damn, you really knocked me down a peg. Um, um, I I came. Ac- we got ro- we got about like man, fuck. About like a week ago, we all got kidnapped slash mugged. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I put a hand on Alice's shoulder. I I yeah, boss. I understand, and I look at the collector that um, you love gaining knowledge and so i i see that curiosity jumping out of you right away but to me it seems like this is a currency to you this is something that that you value so i look at ellis let's not give it away too freely huh 
now that he you've got it right on the nail there uh i've been courteous well, not, hey, hold on really quick that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I did all i did all your little tasks i fought all your little jizzies and we did all the stuff <laughs> and you i get we get here and you ask me a question and I, i'm wrong <laughs> no 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 you're doing exactly what he wants you to do um, but maybe this could be the beginning of a beautiful transactional relationship instead of a one-way street. You all are quite fascinating. All three of you, Ellis, I'll give you that. And uh, I, I don't know your names. Uh, I, I'm the collector. I, I don't really have a name because Becky the DM just realized right now I forgot to give him a real name. You know, he's got he's so powerful. He's got a persona. He's got a persona. <laughs> that's right. The collector. The collector. Uh, so hey, why all the fucking weird stuff in your house? Well, I, I know that because of my collection, and and I assume you all are here to collect something of mine. Otherwise, why would you continue through my home? Uh, I have to protect my things and make sure those who make it to the end are worthy and have something to share with me. Uh, now I know you you. You're here to collect something, and it must be something here within my office, most likely. Otherwise, you would have left before this very moment. But uh, I'm a collector, not a giver. And this is my collection, and these things all belong to me now. And I cannot let you all leave here with something of mine. And such a precious specimens can also not walk away from me. Do you know what you are? And he's kind of looking at you, Emil. I know a little bit little bit i'd like to know more perhaps i could give you i know i know i just said i wasn't much of a giver but i think you should know that you're a rare mutation uh, uh, have you heard of dree's blood before? i have and i i really wish you'd stop saying mutation um well i'm afraid son that's what it is you're so, a yeah, mutant so i've heard a mutant yeah i've, I've heard this a mutant amongst people, uh, I believe that's what you are. And you're fascinating. And I want, I would love to, to, I've never seen someone living with it before in my presence. How do you know about this? Oh, libraries can tell you things. Finding specimens can tell you things as well. I'm sure you saw my specimen out there. Who was that? Oh, I think I've told you quite enough. That was someone that I found. I'll say that. Okay, if we're going to have an exchange, I think it's fair that we have a look around. Of my office? Feel free. Um, I, I'll turn to the other two and say, you want to you wanna take a peek and see what we got here? So he's, I guess I'm whispering more than Loomis normally talks, <laughs> whispers to them, or use it, because this is a sending stone, like, in brain, and no, it's like physical. I think it's like you a walkie-talkie, right? It's like a walkie-talkie, yeah. right? Okay. Just I, I whispers. I will say, Emil's oh. not whispering. <laughs> like, I, okay. I'm just, like, turning around and being like, let's fucking look at what this guy has. Okay. Well, I guess Loomis speaks and says, so we give this guy information. And we get to take whatever we want. I, I mean, seems like... That do doesn't sound that easy. I know, it doesn't, does it? But maybe we look for what we're looking for, and just to confirm it's here before we 
move forward. Can we look around the office for a tome? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. The The office isn't super large. I mean, it's probably like 25 feet by 25 feet, something like that, uh, which I guess is kind of large, but in D&D terms, it's not that large. Um, but yeah, go ahead and do a perception or investigation check as you look around the office for what you might be looking for. Six. Thirteen. Eight. <laughs> Loomis is just very, just like, it, it can't be this easy. Yeah, like, I've got I, one eye on this guy, too. I'm I under, like, <laughs> like, I understand, and like, I, th- I feel like Loomis is going through their head, just like, trying, you know, Loomis isn't the most intelligent, but they're, they're pretty wise of just like, you know, yes, Emil Hat probably has a lot of information that he wants or could tell him a little bit more about his condition. Hey, I'm kind of curious about it. Pretty sure um, Emil, um, Ellis has stuff too. And like, I, I'm, I was like, I'm a fucking vampire. I've been here, for, I've been around for 200 plus years. I was like, it can't be that easy. Like, what, what's the catch type of, that's what's going through Loomis's mind right now. Okay. Um, Ellis with the highest check here you're kind of looking scanning the room nothing's really like standing out there's you know things like or crystal orbs that you imagine like maybe someone uses as like an arcane focus or or something like that you see there's some more notes similar to those that loomis grabbed but nothing quite as like extravagant or um like it's not like extreme science or anything like that it's kind of just you know just notes here and there you don't notice any tomes or, or anything like that you seems kind of just like a bunch of like office clutter more than anything i think i speak up and i'm like look i i i get this whole transactional playing coy you know let's not play all our cards in one hand but i i don't i haven't gotten anything in my life at least in the past 10 years without just asking Motherfucker, we're looking for a book. We're looking for a to- we're looking for a tome. We we were sent here by some pretty mean folk. Um, I look at them. I'm like, do do we know what like what it what it, what it's called? I don't remember. What's it called? It's, like, it's what are we probably about the co-inhabitants of your house or something similar? The the constructs of which we have been interacting with. I believe you're looking for this tome then, and he played right on his desk. Plain sight <laughs> is a highly embellished tome that sits on his desk, kind of like prized possession, sits right beside him. Now, this is probably what you came here looking for. Now, tell me maybe who sent you. <laughs> um, I, I kind of look at my my party members and I'm like, um, I... <sighs> I'm worried it's one of those things that the fact that we're involved makes it incredibly dangerous for us. And just like the whole, I mean, if we want to go back to the whole keeping your mouth shut, playing coy thing, uh, if you know, it could be dangerous for you. I'm not trying to um, underestimate how powerful you are. Your house is wacky as fuck, and I'm loving every second of it. You, You know, but the people that... We are currently being em- employed by loosely. Um, they're they're a, a sour bunch. 
Okay, I think I understand where you're coming from. But I, I don't think we can... You find yourselves in quite the predicament. You're here in my office. I have my super emergency sword, if you will, right outside <laughs> that door. I don't think you'll have many bargaining chips on the table. If we showed you something of theirs without actually saying who employed us, would that mean anything to you? That could suffice for some knowledge gained, I suppose, yes. I look at the two and kind of just in in Loomis's cloak starts to slowly pull, like not towards the collector, but slowly, slowly starts to pull out the bandana, the green bandanas that they wear. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just give a small nod at Loomis and then I'm going to turn and just watch the collector closely preparing, hopefully to make an insight check off of his initial reaction to seeing this and if i'm looking for recognition does he recognize what this is yeah yeah so as i get the nod of okay from just i just wanted to make sure loomis wanted to make sure before completely pulling the bandana out but then pulls it out of their their cloak their pocket whatever and puts it on the collector's desk okay uh all three of you want to do like an insight check as this comes forward 19 17. Natural 20 for 22. Okay. Let's go be it. You see, I think all three of you see an initial, like, definitely recognition. Like, the court is large enough that I think most people recognize, like, people have come into my home to collect something, and they have this green bandana. That's not great. I think, Loomis, you're the only one who probably notices a bit of fear of, like, Okay, like it's one thing that they sent three people, but I know the court's a little bit larger, so like maybe if I don't do something, then maybe next time it's like ten people showing up at my house, like that kind of thing. Um, so you, Loomis, noticed that kind of small bit of fear within him. Uh, the the court's after me, or after this tome, I suppose. Not you. The, I'll be cleared. They told us to get one thing and one thing only. They didn't say anything about you. Um, you you are, have been a wonderful surprise to all of this. Um, we're just here for that. I'll point at the book. And if I if I can add on, um, the people who um, employed us didn't tell us jack shit about your house. Um, so if if I could ease your worries at all, the people that employed us they have no idea what's within these walls. So. I think, for the most part, your secrets, your secrets, plural, are very safe. Roll a persuasion check. I've been waiting. <laughs> 21. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's good to hear that they're only after my things and not necessarily me. But even still, this is my life's work and giving it up and putting it in the hands of people I don't know or, or trust not just you all but the court and i, I can't say I, I think the court's gonna be using uh, my tome here I, I believe they would probably be passing it on to somebody else i don't know if i could hand it over so easily well why are you so interested in the dries blood well you see the uh, dries blood 
uh, it's like we've mentioned is a mutation and uh, I think it's fascinating to, to, to learn more about how humanoids can change and adapt and and how this blood has has done that to them and taken that information and passing it on to my my associates or my uh, friends here at my chateau taking that information about what blood can do I think has been uh, helpful and that's where I I have become fascinated with Dries blood you say you have associates with whom you you share your knowledge are you are you trying to weaponize us are you trying to find a cure to what end uh just to learn uh to weaponize that is not my goal at least not with the Dries blood or those with it uh i'm just trying to to learn from from you all and this mutation to tell them the truth yeah can we oh yeah go ahead and insight check insight, if you want. insight check 17 natural 20 for a 22 okay loomis nice 13 i think emil and ellis he seems truthful i mean he definitely has this nefarious side to him of like yeah yeah you're like studying people but also like you have an enormous like you have an entire humanoid body and a glass jar out there and like all these other like organs and things like that and that's not something you commonly see even in like medical or laboratory environments so I, you believe him that he's not trying to weaponize but the Dries blood at least but I think he still has like some nefarious intentions as a whole with the mechanical humanoids and this other stuff. I mean yeah, stuff. Cl- yeah. like clearly like He's, he's, you know, if this is the first time we've ever seen, like, mechanical humanoids, and pretty much all of them have the ability to be weaponized. Like, all of them have threatened us, so. Right, exactly, yeah. Listen, if me giving you information about my experience with this mutation gets us that book, and gets this information into the, the brains and hands of some influential people sure what do you want to know do you know who your your lineage is like who your family is I'm an orphan okay next question what about your friend over here the the vampire <laughs> I love when people say vampire that way the vampire the vampire <laughs> I ha- I have done much research about Dries blood and I have a specimen of my own but a vampire I do not have a specimen of no have I had the the uh, pleasure of making such an acquaintance I mean I'm not gonna hop into one of those jars if that's what you're implying I was not implying but I certainly would not be mad if you chose to do so I literally just said I'm not about to hop into one of those jars. Right, right. Okay. We're 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 talking about Dries blood. Don't don't try and add money to the pot here. We're we're talking about me. Don't worry about Loomis. Roll a persuasion or intimidation check. They're both terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately, a three. Three. 
Once again, my friend, I think I have the bargaining chips here and not you. I've given you all quite a bit of information and uh, you all are here again in my office. I honestly find it interesting that you have zero knowledge on a species like myself that's been around for years. That's very common, but you know more about this Dries blood. It may be common f for, for you, but I have not had the, the pleasure of meeting someone like you. Uh, where do you come from, friend? That's a great question. Uh, I've been around a while. Don't really have a permanent residence. I feel we're getting to a bit of an impasse here. I know you're willing to offer information about Dries blood, but I, I fear whatever you might say, I might already know, and having a living specimen, well, that's of more value than anything for, for both of you. Wouldn't consider myself living, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and every every hour that passes, I think I'm a little less living. Um... <laughs> What do, you, what do you want? Do you want me to perform? Do you want me to do something for you? I'm, I'm no stranger to that kind of thing. Well, I think I'd want you to stay here. That's what I'm really getting at, I think. As like one of your, one of your specimens? Because I notice that you don't refer to people as people. You refer to them as specimens, like they're things instead of people. That's true. I've been touched by dark magic. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's fascinating too. You all are quite the bunch, and I, I again, I fear we're not gonna have. I, I I say that because you've really only been looking at them too, and I'm not trying to make this about me, but I'm not about to just stand here and be looked at and told like I'm some 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 nobody, some nothing. I was touched by a dark magic. A bird, a bird threw, flew through my chest, and now I got crazy powers. And you can't tell it on the surface level. I know I got Senor Tree Trunks over here and Vampiro over here. I'm special too. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, friend, that you felt a little left out here, but the three of you, I, you know, I, I. It's only been a day. What questions run through my head are only surface level. What would really help me is you all staying here for quite some time. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think Ellis got a little worked up. <laughs> <laughs> a plus monologue. Uh, it, Emil? 24. Natural 20 for a 24. 16. Uh, 10, and I want the episode title for this episode to be the whole monologue I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Lu uh, Loomis and Emil, you both notice, before this happens, you notice his hand is like moving towards what you can imagine is a switch of some sort. Okay. Do you do something? Loomis is going to throw his spear into his hand. And okay. I, I um, am going to use my charger feet to just run at him and try and tackle him out of the chair. <laughs> okay. Both of you go ahead and do that. You don't have to Is roll, we just do it. A shove? 
Well, roll. Sorry, roll. Uh, roll. <laughs> Would mine be a shove attack? I'm gonna love if his hand gets pinned and I do a shove attack successfully. I don't know uh, what yeah, that it would be. be but... I think it's a shove attack. Okay. If that's what, yeah. Since you're trying to tackle. Oh, let's go. Twenty-five. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Go ahead and roll damage. Eight. And Emil, go ahead and do your attack. Uh, I rolled a 19 plus zero strength plus two proficiency, so 21. Okay, cool. He is a halfling, so yep, you tackle him to the ground while his hand is still pinned. So yeah, we'll... with my charger feet, I can actually do, I can push him farther. I wanna, I wanna push him 10 feet <laughs> away from the desk. Cool. He'll take more damage in doing that. <laughs> so he takes an extra five points of damage as you shove him away from the desk so his hand is going for this switch of some sort a spear lands into his hand as you shove him his hand kind of like runs through the spear ah! before you said it you oh, hell yeah that was yes <laughs> Uh, that's a meal. Uh, brutal. He's like throwing oh, no. up as he's like shoving him. Like, uh. But yeah, his hand then kind of gets like almost torn in half, oh, I guess, like oh. as this happens. Excellent. Oh, I have made a mistake, I fear, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm just in his face, I guess, because I just tried to tackle him and I'm like. You wanted to learn more about the Drees blood, and my, my teeth go all sharp, and I think my veins start sticking out, and as I like kind of fully embrace this monstrous form. Uh, he's like in shock, I think, right now. So I think you kind of have lay. We'll we'll go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. But he is in a bit of shock as he just got his hand like ripped open. So yeah, everyone roll initiative. Hey y'all, sorry for the interruption. This is Alex. We just wanted to pop in here for a second to say thank you so much for listening to this Good Get Dicey. It's hard to believe we're at episode 20. That's pretty crazy. Didn't think we'd ever get this far, and we are here, and it is amazing. Um, we wanted to ask you that like, while we have you here for a second, just a reminder that if you're really loving what you're listening to right now, share it with a friend, post it on whatever preferred social media um, you use. Um, word of mouth is one of the best ways to get uh, a podcast like this out there. So if you know anybody that likes fantasy, tabletop games, just good stories, let them know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll like it. Um, also, if you have an opportunity, please leave a, uh, a rating or a review on any of your preferred podcast apps and make sure to follow us at tcgd pod on instagram and tiktok we got a lot of cool things cooking up behind the scenes right now and we can't wait to share with y'all so um yeah um i don't want to take up any too much of your time so enjoy the rest of the episode 12 4 <laughs> 5 oh my god we, I got a natural used, one, but I, just get him out now. Yeah, we used all <laughs> yeah, of our right, juice right. fucking up yeah, this guy. Yeah, just to desk. get that. Yeah. Okay. It is the collector's turn. He's going to... You are kind of laying on top of him, Emil. I kind of imagine almost like gripping him from like his his lapels, if you will. Yeah. And he's going to kind of try and shove you and cast Thunder Wave on you. Okay. Or like in the area, trying to shove you off of him. Yikes. Is it a save? 
It is. It is a constitution saving throw. Oh, I'm good at those. And I have advantage. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's a seven total because I rolled two natural ones. Oh my god. Ooh. That's a Damn. failure. So you, since you're kind of on top, it's not hitting anybody else. It's just hitting you as it's kind of like trying to send you upward. So he's going to send you upward. You're going to take 2d8 thunder damage. Oh, fuck. This might do it, y'all. You take eight points of thunder damage. Okay, it's not going to do it. Okay. (laughs) And you are shoved uh, 15 feet, no, sorry, 10 feet away from you. So you just kind of like grace the ceiling. Um, and he's able to roll out from under you using half his movement, and he's going to get up and slap the switch. Oh, and when he does that, the floor underneath all of you, including him and all the furniture, like it's like a swinging trapdoor. Everything is now falling. So we are falling in initiative order now. Oh, shit. Okay. Furniture's falling. The tome is falling. The desk is falling. Like, everything's falling right now that was kind of in this probably like a 20-foot... Not every... There's probably a small, like, border that was in the room in which stuff wasn't falling, but the, there's like a 20-foot square that you all were standing on that is now... You are falling through a stone kind of tunnel thing. And that is his turn. So next is Emil. Do I see the book? Uh, roll a perception check in all of the action. Uh, that's very good. Uh, 22. Yes, you can see the tome falling through the air. How far away is it from me? Probably like 10 feet away from you. Can, as we're falling, is this like Mission Impossible physics where I can like direct my momentum? Or am I sure, absolutely. <laughs> in celebration of the new Mission Impossible movie coming out... <laughs> You can do that. Welcome to the podcast, Tom Cruise. <laughs> we love to have you, Tom. Um, keep all your weird, keep all your weird shit to yourself. <laughs> yeah, no but weird all the shit. Action but... stuff, the action God. stuff, cool. Wait, one of my favorite Tom Cruise stories is that mm-hmm. one where his butt looks really weird in that picture, yeah. and, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "Wow, it's like padded clearly for the stunt." And he was like, "No, that's my real butt. <laughs> that's my ass." <laughs> it's like, well, you got a weird looking ass, dude. <laughs> Um, Anyways, your Mission Impossible flying through the air. I am going to dive and grab the book. Cool. Yeah, you swing your arms in a swimming motion, kind of thrusting yourself forward, and you grab the book. Uh, I will put it in my bag (laughs) as I'm falling through the air and say, Uh, I have the book. (laughs) (laughs) And then as a, is that my action? We'll that say that was like kind of like a yeah the bonus movement kind of action there. So you still have your your actual action. I will use my action to uh, well I stash the book and then throw a thorn whip out towards the collector. That is eighteen to hit. He is going to use shield to deflect that. Um, and then I will just continue to fall. Next is Loomis. You are falling through the air. Everything's about 10 feet away. You know, you're kind of just floating. Well, you're falling. You're falling. You are actively falling. But floating. But floating. But falling. But floating. With uh, these Mission Impossible physics, I'd like to go towards 
the collector with my spear. You can, in fact, do that. So yeah, you kind of, uh, you probably find some, you're able to like reach your foot off to the wall and like quickly push off and this is almost like the Willy Wonka scene where you guys drink the burp and soda. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are is just like are we falling in a pit or is there like a a wall enclosure that I it's with like my a, superior body could walk on? In theory, there is a wall in which you with your superior body could catch yourself and and walk on. Yes. Well then, yeah. Okay. I to your point, Loomis as their action, I guess movement, however you were gonna calculate that, is to get on the wall to get a good footing use that as you know like swimming swimmers where they use it to catapult themselves to go further and faster uh towards the collector with their spear yeah go ahead and roll your attack a dirty 20 that just hits with his shield up cool going so that will be seven points of damage and then I'd like to use my bonus action to s- scratch their eye with my claw. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and do that. That is oh, a nineteen. That just misses. Ah. So yeah, you 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 push off of the wall. You kind of torpedo yourself into him with your spear. And then kind of holding on with that spear, you reach up with your other hand, but he's able to fend it off just enough um, to, to, for you to miss his eyes. If, if I were to try to walk again on the wall, would he get an opportunity attack? Uh, yeah, because I'd say he's probably like kind of in the middle and mm-hmm. the walls would be on like the outside. So you definitely would have you'd have to like leave his five foot. Okay, then, then that is Loomis's turn. Next is Ellis. As the trapdoor falls underneath my feet and I start to fall downwards, I like contort my body um, and I'm I probably feeling a little um, disrespected. Um, I harness like this like black crackling energy in my ha- hand and as I'm like spinning around midair, I like ch- chuck an eldritch blast in like a curveball fashion around like the wall to hopefully like hit him square in the chest. Okay, go ahead and roll your attack. 12. That misses, unfortunately. <laughs> I think in all the commotion, you know, there's a thorn whip coming at him. He's shielding that. He's turning around and having to face a, a vampire that's jumped on him. Uh, there's a lot of commotion happening, so your Eldritch Blast kind of just, like, whiffs by his head as you all are falling. Uh, as I'm, as, as I miss, I still holler at, uh, Emil, and I say, um, show him what you could do, bud, and I give you Bardic Inspiration. I will! <laughs> I'm shouting because we're falling down a pit, I imagine. Right, that's... right. <laughs> okay, it's top of the order. You all have fallen... Like at least ten feet. This is a it's a pretty tall, like chute, tunnel, whatever you want to call it that you're falling through. The collector though is going to click his heels together and suddenly he stops in the air. And so if since Emil and Loomis you are like close to him and we're like trying to like grapple and melee with him, you can use your reaction if you want to like 
try and grab him and like hang off of him if you want. We we would do like a like a acrobatics or a, a athletics check if you want to do that. Yep, okay. <laughs> absolutely, I do. Ellis, <laughs> you will continue to be falling since you kind of were at range. From He's him, within but... ten feet of us still, though, right? And I'm I'm next. Like my Ellis turn is, is next. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to grab onto him. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you can use your reaction if you want to grab onto the collector who has stopped falling. I too will use my reaction to try to hold on to the collector. Okay, so go ahead and roll either acrobatics or athletics. Acrobatics. Yes, acrobatics. I don't want you to react yet because I have bardic inspiration and I'm deciding whether to use it. Okay. I rolled a 17. I am not going to use my bardic inspiration. Okay. Loomis, what did you get? 18. I think your thorn whip, Emil, while I like glanced off of his shield, I think you're able to kind of like whip it back around and use it to like grab onto his leg. And so you're dangling off of his leg with your thorn whip. Okay. Loomis, you having your spear kind of, you were like just barely like pulling it out. I think as you're falling, you like jam it back in and use it to like brace yourself. It doesn't do damage this time. It's really (laughs) terrible. (laughs) You know, you didn't roll like a 20. Okay, everybody. But yeah, the two of you are kind of like dangling off of this halfling man who is floating, you assume, with his shoes because he clicked those together. Um, and he's like, oh my god, this this hurts like a, like I can't even say, please get off of me. I like to imagine that Alice just like falling, um, ca- casts Mage Hand um, just like on his face as he like, face plants into whatever the ground is just to pr- just to protect his <laughs> no, face. No, you're, like, not gonna face plant. you're not going to face You're not going to face plant. We're not there yet. We're not at the ground yet, you know. Um, the collector then will attempt to knock one of you off of him. I'm going to roll a d6. Odd. He knocks. He's going to try and knock Emil off. Even he's going to try and knock Loomis off. It's a three. So that's he's going to try and knock Emil off. So let's do a contested strength check to see if he can knock you off of him. I did okay. I got a five. I got a seven. Okay. <laughs> I think you like he's like kicking his legs really fast, and you're like you're kind of like slapping his feet away as fast as you can, and you both are just it looks ridiculous, but you're you manage to to keep your thorn whip kind of tied around his ankle. And it is Emil's turn. Using the momentum of one of his feet as he, like, kind of whips me around this open space, <clears throat> I will, like, use that momentum to thrust myself upwards. And, and just I just want to maintain my grip on him, but I don't want to be using my thorn whip to grab him. <laughs> so I'm just going to be grabbing with my hand instead. Okay. And then I'm going to thorn whip Alice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use the cantrip thorn whip on Alice. Um, cool. Because if I'm successful... I can pull him towards me, even though I will do damage to him. <laughs> uh, Ellis, that is a, a natural 20. <laughs> For 25 total. Yes. Oh, oh, that shit. hits me. Okay, let's roll damage. The D6. How does 10 points of damage feel? Not good, Emil. <laughs> Not good at all. My thorny whip just, like shoots around you and it's like a little too successful as i'm like freaking out that you're gonna fall to your death 
and you just feel all these stabs into you as I pull you up towards me, and I'm like, hold on to me! <laughs> I don't have a choice! <laughs> I, it just pulls you towards me, and the rest is up to you. I, I just... Oh, no, I mean, I'll go with you, but the, yeah. the, <laughs> the pain... Um, I pull Ellis up, and hopefully he grabs on. To use an item, is that an action? Uh, it'd be a bonus action. I will manacle myself to the collector. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I attach my my wrist to his ankle with the manacles I have. You all are not. He's. I mean, he's kind of almost like sinking a little yeah, bit. I, I <laughs> manacle myself and I say, no, let me teach you more about how serious I am about living. I'm not dying here. Uh, please, uh, please get off of me. I really don't like all three of you are weighing me down. Uh, and X is Loomis. So my spear is still kind of in him because that's how I'm holding on, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to push through Okay. his body. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you kind of like wrapped your legs around him almost and then are trying to like shove the, mm. the spear into him more. Yes, that. Okay. Cool. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> You're like little fucking rodents, just like eating <laughs> yeah, away all over at this, this larger guy. animal. Yeah. Uh, that's a nineteen. That just misses. So yeah, <sighs> I think you're kind of you're, you're you're all are kind of sinking here with the weight of all three of you, and I think you like just get your legs kind of wrapped around him, but you're, you know, the angle's a little tricky for you to wedge your spear in any further. Okay. Uh, seeing that that doesn't do anything can't like it's almost wedging in but i can't then i'm just gonna try to slash him in the face with my claws as a bonus action 18 no <laughs> okay Damn yeah it. i think is that please everyone get away from me i'm i'm sorry i'm not but i please get off of me and i think he's just kind of like deflecting anything coming towards his face and things like that Anything else for Loomis? As uh, as movement, I don't know if this is even possible. Can I just like walk on him? Um, I guess in theory, with your superior body, you can. <laughs> but this seems a little broken. So let's do let's do like a little a little acrobatics check. We'll call it like easy. DC, yeah, with a DC fifteen for you to walk on him. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. I rolled a 17 and I got a plus six acrobat. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, no problem. You kind of like push off of him and then your feet are just like on his back. And he's like, I mean, and this guy's like three feet tall. Mind you, he's a literal halfling. So, you guys are slowly sinking. There's a vampire perpendicular to this man on his back. There's a guy manacled to his ankle and then hanging from that man is another man who's wrapped up by a thorn whip. You are slowly sinking down this shaft. Next is Ellis. Um, I hold out my hand and uh, I say, I'll show you how special I am, motherfucker. <laughs> and I snap my fingers and uh, he hears a loud ringing sound in his head as I cast Toll the Dead and you need to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw, okay. That's a dirty 20. <laughs> that d- double succeeds. <laughs> so nothing happens. 
the ringing goes off, but I think he's just so distracted by like. That's mad embarrassing for Ellis to say that line <laughs> and then to snap his fingers and then fucking nothing happens. But I think good news for Ellis is like so much is happening. I don't even think he's like paying it. I mean, you're you're hanging probably a good like ten feet below him just because of the situation. So like he can't really hear you. There's a lot of commotion. <laughs> There's a vampire standing on his back. You know, it's just. <laughs> Give it, not only standing walking walking around yeah, giving, pace him, it. giving him a free adjustment yeah <laughs> um anything else for ellis no wait wait hold okay. on point of order yeah how ellis are you hanging on to anything because the thorn oh, yeah. only pulls you to me great but it doesn't well, like it doesn't like wrap you up or anything oh uh i mean then i guess i would I would also then, like, I guess, like, grab onto Emil's foot or something okay. so I can hang on to. Go ahead and roll acrobatics or athletics to see if you succeed. Can I help him? Yeah, I think with the thorn whip, since you kind of, like, okay, you can have advantage on it. Good, because I ain't got no more luck points. That's a 17 acrobatics. Okay, yeah, I think the thorn whip kind of, like, pulls you up and you're able to grab onto Emil's uh, ankle top of the order everyone who you're all on this body slowly sinking through the air i think everyone needs to do an athletics or acrobatics check uh loomis you have advantage because of your superior body so dc 15 acrobatics or athletics check to stay in this amalgamation you all have created 17 acrobatics 19 25 I think the weight of all of you plus the, you know, this is negative. You're, you're falling. You're falling. There's weight. These boots of flying that he's trying to use are not working, okay? Because, like, <laughs> carrying one person gets you half speed. Carrying two people surely gets you to zero. Carrying three people, that's negative. So you all are starting to approach what appears to be kind of like a slant at the bottom. Um, you're assuming this is kind of like a shaft that then there's a slope to then kind of like slide you into something so you all probably at the start of next turn will be hitting this ground of sorts um so it is the collector's turn i think he's going to use thunder wave downwards towards you emil and ellis to attempt (laughs) to get you off of him so go ahead and roll constitution saves the two of you Ooh. 25. Natural 17 for a 19. You all take the damage, but you're not pushed, right? Or you take, on a failed save, creature takes... Half damage. Half damage. On a save, half damage. Okay, but you're not pushed. So, 2d8. You all take 9 damage, half to 5. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, boy. (laughs) What are are y'all looking like? I'm at 13 hit points. 13, okay. Not bad. Um, I'm at seven. I feel partially responsible. You should feel 12 points. It's responsible. either that or the fall damage. I don't, no, it was 10. Did you take away 12? 10 okay. points. 10 <laughs> points. Uh, he's like, God damn it, I thought that was going to work. Um, he is going to kind of like use a little bit of movement to try and like, I think, smack you... He has no upper movement, but we'll say he has, like, some horizontal movement, so he's going to try and, like, 
move backwards and try and slam you into the wall, Loomis, in an effort to get you to get off of him. Okay. You do have advantage on this uh, acrobatics check to remain on him. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Acrobatics. Uh, 18 plus 6. 24. 24. Okay. You're fine. You kind of... He, like, tries to shove you off, but you're, like, a grown human who just, like, kind of, like, touches the wall and sort of, like, pushes back so he can't do that. And it is Emil's turn. All right. Um, how does he look, pretty damage-wise? Um, you know, he looks pretty good still. He looks, he doesn't look too beat up. Can I use my movement to try and climb up him? Yes. Like, sliding the manacles as much as I can up his leg? He's a halfling, so I assume that they're fitting okay <laughs> yeah they're th- they're small little legs so yeah you could do that it's climbing half speed is that how it works yes okay so i'm i'm pulling ellis <laughs> i don't know how far i can move he's only like three f- he's not he's a halfling so he's only three feet so i i assume if you were like at his ankle you can now be like grabbing his shoulder okay yeah i'll reach up and grab his shoulder and pull myself up just so that we're, we're all hitting the ground together Okay. Um, and then I will use my attack to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just send a twisted root. No, I'll use primal savagery. Okay. And just bite him in the face. Okay. <laughs> okay, come on. That's a natural 20 for 25. Go. Yeah, that'll do it. Hell yeah. Um, primal savagery is a D10. Nine times two, 18 points of acid damage. Yeah, I just I climb up him, pulling Ellis, and just use my teeth to kind of anchor myself up here with him. God. Uh, just let the, the nasty juices flow into his face. Yeah, I think he's like, okay, we're learning that you all, you have uh, acid damage within those teeth. Okay, that's good to know. That's great to know. That's no good to know. <laughs> Um, I'll use my sorry. I'll use my bonus action to absorb because I, I okay. made a melee attack on him. Yes. Um, and I get to do an extra D four of necrotic damage. Three points of necrotic damage. No, three plus two. Five points of necrotic damage. Extra. Okay. Next is Loomis. Loomis on his. He's still on his back, right? Or yes. Loomis is on yeah. the collector's back, correct? Yes. Still. Yeah. Just gonna avoiding now. The other two, because they're closer, gonna hit him or attempt to hit him with the spear, like through his body, but avoiding the other two. Go ahead. Twenty-three. That that does hit. Yes. Six points of damage. Okay. And then Loomis is. Loomis will use a bonus action to try to claw him. Go ahead. Twenty-four. Yes, that hits. And that will be... Eight points of damage. Is the collector still looking all right? He is bloodied. So yeah, you're starting to see like the wear and tear of like this weight on him. There's He's got multiple like spear wounds in his chest. He's got a bite mark on his shoulder. He's got claw mark on his face. Bite marks on his face. He's got a claw mark on his face now. So, no, he's looking a little worse for wear. Loomis, as their movement, will continue just walk up and down their back. <laughs> Maybe trying to, 
I don't know if this is, is possible. Th- is this what you wanted from me? <laughs> is this what you want to see? <laughs> um, like pushing him down more, like accelerating gravity, if that <laughs> even makes sense. Like, sure, you go physics, up to his shoulders and do a little jump. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You all move like a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> We're all down here, Loomis. No. <laughs> uh, next is Ellis. I'm gonna chuck another Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Natural one. Okay. <laughs> nope. Not feeling very, not feeling very special in this combat. <laughs> Who does he hit? Who does he hit? Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and roll. We're gonna roll a d6. Good job, teacher. Teacher, can you? Good job, teacher. Who does he hit? Okay, a one or a two. You hit. Okay, one. You hit Loomis. Two. You hit Emil. Three, you hit yourself. Four, five, or six, it just hits the wall. It's a three. So I think you're like flailing and almost like you kick your leg up and your Eldritch Blast hits that instead. So go ahead and roll up. Wait, who, who am I hitting? You're hitting yourself. Thanks, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kenny. Hey, great thanks, stuff. Kenny. This is great stuff for the podcast. Damn. I, this is going to be a great moment. If this is such a good moment. I blast myself with five points of damage. God, oh god, that's a total of fifteen damage I've done to you this, this <laughs> combat. If you think about it. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. Anything else for you, Ellis? <clears throat> I hope you fucking just really <laughs> savor that bardic inspiration after I'm I, full. I, that's dead. why I'm holding this candle, so I remember that I have it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I keep forgetting to use them when you give them to me. So I'm holding a candle, everyone, well, so I don't forget. <laughs> I was wondering That's what it, it is. Me. I thought it was like a pin from a hotel that you'd ripped off or something. Or I I thought a little bit when I looked at it earlier on my desk. I thought it was a tampon. That was because it has a really long very width. very light day yeah. tampon. <laughs> Extremely light day. <laughs> Lovely day. Lovely day. <laughs> um, it's the top of the round. You all are hitting the sloped part of the uh, concrete of this shaft. Bye, Ellis. You all have fallen. It's taken three rounds for you to get down here, so we'll call that th- you know, 30 feet of falling. But we slowed down, right? You did slow down. You did slow down. Hey, good call. So we'll do... Uh, We'll do the 3d6, but then halved. And we're still in, like, initiative order, so I couldn't move, right? Okay. Right. Um, okay, I rolled 16. Mm. Uh, divide by 2, so you all take 8 points of damage, inclu- including the collector. I'm going to use my reaction to use slow fall, mm. which... When I fall, I can reduce any fall damage I take by an amount equal to five times my monk level. So I'm not going to take any damage. (laughs) I like to think Loomis is still, since he was pushing the collector down, like jumping up on his shoulders, just is on his shoulders. Kind of like walks off. Yeah, (laughs) walks off. Like using the collector as a, a, a stepping stone, if you will. Uh, to the ground. Okay. So you use your reaction to do that. Okay. 
I like to imagine that all three people just land on top of Ellis <laughs> as Ellis oh, goes unconscious. Okay. As you all are kind of like sliding down the slope, um, it is the collector's turn. He's going to use a spell. Um, Loomis has used a reaction. Ellis is unconscious. Amelia, I'm going to give you a reaction here to attempt to stop him from using the spell. He's trying to misty step away and would be like misty stepping vertically into the shaft. Do you have what like what do you what would you do to try and stop him from from doing this? Can I see the source of the magic? Um, it is a vocal component. So you kind of like see like he hasn't been talking much except for like moaning and groaning as you guys are like stabbing him. So he kind of like opens his mouth. Okay. To to maybe say something. As he opens his mouth to cast the spell, and I see his form. Or maybe feel it kind of disappearing. My face is very close to his face because I just bit him in the face. Yeah. Um, I open my mouth and just cough and a cloud of spores comes out to fill, hopefully fill his lungs instead of the air he's trying to breathe. Okay, go ahead and roll a, let's see, I don't know what to do. Maybe like, let's do like a contested slide of like, we'll both roll slide of hands. Whoever rolls higher succeeds at what they're trying to do here. If you're unconscious, do I still have my inspiration, Ellis? Yes. Yeah, the, I think that it's, uh, yeah, like, I don't concentrate on bardic okay. inspiration, so. Okay, I'm going to use it. Is it a d6 or a d8? d6. 13 plus 6 with the d6 is a 19. I got a 5. Okay. Um, so he <laughs> okay. he goes to open his mouth to to say the vocal component of Misty Step, and you just like let out these spores right into his face. He starts coughing and falls with you all. You all are now um, with the, you've slid down this kind of slope, and you're all within um, a, like a, like prison cell. There's like a door that kind of closes behind you all. Uh, all of the furniture has, you know, you all were slow falling kind of. There's like furniture down here and papers and all kinds of stuff that was like in that trapdoor area that's within this cell. So it's a little cramped. But you all are in here with the collector within this prison cell. It is still within initiative order. It is now Emil's turn. I will first <clears throat> reach a hand. I'll let go of the collector and reach a hand over to Alice and use my bonus action to expend the healing I just absorbed from him last round. Okay. Uh, that's plus two. Alice, you heal for six points. Lovely. Oh, boy. And then I will... Panic. No, I will go ahead and... I'm just gonna... Uh, primal Savagery again. Just go ahead and... This time I'll use my... My hands will turn into, like, very sharp claw versions of the roots I have. Okay. This is a 19 plus 5, 24 to hit. That does hit um, because he doesn't have shield anymore, so yeah, it hits. Uh, I think it's just straight d10. Six points of acid damage. It's not looking so good. Um, Yeah, you all are you're not falling anymore. You all are in this cell. Um, Anything else for Emil? Just a free action to talk and look at Loomis and very woozily say, I have a healing potion in my bag. If I go down, feel free to use it on anyone. (laughs) 
the collector's like still coughing and like looking at you like <laughs> like looking at you loomis it is your turn gonna poke him with my spear really hard hopefully <laughs> okay okay that is a natural one. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh no okay fair is fair we fair did this fair. for ellis yeah one you hit yourself two you hit ellis three you hit emil that's how it works on my screen and then four five or six you're just gonna hit like the furniture in the room or whatever it's two so you hit Ellis. who <laughs> 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 just got healed <laughs> so oh, sorry <laughs> just do it just go okay let's, let's hold my roll real 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 low <laughs> both of these are one in six chances Okay, five. <laughs> five points of damage. Great. Hallelujah. Wait, how much healing did you just get? I gave him six. Six. One hit point. Oh, what a shit show. Loomis goes, get out of my way. <laughs> I think, like, bl- like, black energy starts to sparkle off of Ellis. And I say, the three of us are going to have a serious conversation when we're out of this fucking house. I think as this, like, black energy kind of, like, sparkles off of you, you you hear the voice in your head again, like, Very good, Alice. Yes. Yes. Um, I'd like to spend a key point to do Mm. two unarmed strikes to try to hit him with my claws twice. Nice. Nice. Or finish the job on Alice. (laughs) <laughs> or kill Ellis. We'll see what happens. That's a real secret mission. <laughs> that is going to be a 22. That hits. Okay, so the first one is going to be five points of damage. Okay. And then the next one is going to be... Does a 16 hit? It does. Okay. It does. That will be seven points of damage. Okay, he's looking fucked up, y'all. Like he's face like eviscerated. Like he had he had like a nice little like goatee <laughs> like thing. It's gone. Like ripped off his no more if, facial hair. If only Alice wasn't in my way, I think I would have gotten. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Uh, Ellis, now it is your turn. The the voice in your head, yes, Ellis, yes. Feel the anger, yes. Do do we like all like fall prone? Uh, like, like you were unconscious, right? Yeah, you were unconscious, so you were prone at the moment. Is well, is is he prone? Is the collector prone? I'd say he's prone because he hasn't gone yet since you all kind of like he tried to miss. He stepped. He was caught with spores in his face instead so yes mm-hmm. he's prone so I guess then, you guys should have all um, had advantage on some of those attacks but whatever um, <laughs> my bad uh, it's, it's what y'all deserve nobody asks so no that's, um, all, that's my bad that's my bad I will um, like landing prone falling unconscious like coming back getting stabbed by <laughs> a spear roll oh, just like instinctually roll over and like like I'm like almost straddling him um and I just like put my hand in, up to his face um and I think I like scream out I'm just like 
I'm tired of you and your fucking house. And I cast Eldritch Blast into his, like, his face. Okay. You get... I'm going to give you advantage on this because the, there's a... There's a guy talking to you in your head, or a little bird creature in your head. Also, apologies, Loomis, on the natural one, because you would have had advantage. <laughs> but, like, honestly, the you can't beat it was, the it double. Was good. It was good content. It was good. It was good content. This payoff is going to make it worth it. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. That hits. And that is nine points of force damage. Maybe All we right. can talk some sense into Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> What does it look like? I mean, you kind of described it already, but what does it look like as you kill the collector? Um, I think just in like a, a very sort of like ultimate form of rage that I don't know if Ellis himself has experienced, uh, specifically specifically with the force damage. Um, I like put my hand up to his face. I say what I say. I cast Eldritch Blast and like just like eviscerate his head like I think just like the force hits his head and it just kind of explodes and it explodes like it splatters like into Ellis's face um just very 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 grotesque and brutal I think so you still hear the voice in your head like very good Ellis yes this feel my power coursing through you the anger the upsetness yes and you the force damage kind of like pushing like the jaw like upwards and like ripping his face off the blood splattering kind of on all of you um you have defeated the collector you're in this this cell and you hear from a cell just behind you uh hello there and that's where we're gonna end for tonight oh my gosh becky did we do the right thing did we win (laughs) I don't know. This could get dicey. Extremely dicey. (laughs) Holy shit. Ooh, what a doozy of an episode. Who was the collector? I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. You can find This Could Get Dicey where all podcasts are streamed and on Instagram and TikTok at TCGDPod. If you found our antics enjoyable, help us out by leaving a rating and or review, maybe even share it with a friend. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for our next episode coming out Wednesday, August 23rd.